What is going on, my people? This is Nathan Crankfield. It's great to be with you today. Last episode of 2021. How exciting is that? So last episode of the year. I hope everybody had a great year. I know it's been a lot of challenges. It's been a lot of adversity. I've had some crazy stuff happen this year. Tore my Achilles, biggest injury of my life. Got engaged, moved to Denver, started a new job. Uh, a lot has happened um, in 2021. We've seen some crazy stuff go down uh, socially, politically, culturally. Um, yeah, it's just been some wild stuff. Tom Brady established even further dominance over all other athletes. Uh, you know, at the beginning of the year, we've had some crazy things happen. Uh, just did a great podcast. I think he released it this week as well with Alex Lambis on the Struggling Catholic. If you want to hear us kind of recap 2021, we did a little podcast over there and did that. Um, but first, I just want to start off, uh, one, just thanking everybody for listening. If you've been listening throughout the year, uh, it's great to have you. I appreciate it. If you've shared, if you've left us a review, as always, it's the greatest things you can do for us. And I'm super grateful for that. And so thank you to all the people who have helped in that way. Um, we've had a lot of fun this year. I mean, we are nearing in on 40,000 all-time downloads, which is pretty hype. Um, and I'm going to read some other stats, just some podcast stuff. But really, just so you know, this episode is going to be pretty short. I didn't really create this with much of an agenda. But just want to kind of give some, some mindset and ideas as we wrap up this past year, reflecting back on this past year and then how we can move forward, right, in creating 2022, uh, starting off on the right foot, starting off with some momentum, and just really how to get after it next year, because I know that's what we all want, right? I know I do, since I started off 2021 with the torn Achilles, 15 days in, uh, really felt like I got slowed down, and it was a great year in a lot of ways. Obviously, uh, you know, some wonderful things happened, but definitely had some challenges, and so, um, yeah, super pumped. So let's let's just talk about some of these things. So so it, we had 119 people who listened to Seeking Excellence more than any other podcast, which is pretty cool. We have uh, gotten listens this past year in 13 new countries. So people in Slovakia, Ireland, Poland, Costa Rica, and Germany were the countries uh, that loved us the most out of the new ones. Um, I think we got to like a full 2% of our listeners are in Canada, which is pretty exciting. Obviously not, you know, uh, a million people, but pretty cool to see that nonetheless. Uh, our hours that we were streamed went up 999%, which is like the most, just went up a ton. And then we also, uh, the, the number of streams went up 981% compared to 2020. Our followers or subscribers list, uh, went up 541% and listenership went up 530%. So pretty dope year all around, right? So uh, I'm really excited to see what happens this coming year. Um, hoping to, to continue to grow that, you know, in accordance with God's will, whatever happens, happens, um, but would, would love and obviously be great to see that continue to grow. And so uh, the other thing I want to share is we've had, uh, I think, four, 13 people sign up for our 52 weeks of excellence challenge. And so pretty cool group. What I was really excited about, I mean, I think now actually no, it's 15 of us because there's two more I didn't add. And what's really cool about it, but for the first like 10 people, I didn't know any of them. So I was getting like emails from random people um, who, who listened to the podcast about it and wanted to join. I got, uh, you know, some, uh, yeah, Instagram messages and things like that from people who I never met. I'm like, this is kind of cool. Like, we're going to have a group of like 15 people who none of us know each other. But now I think like four of them, uh, these are some close friends, a couple of my, my homies and uh, friends here in Colorado and, and friends, in, one in New Jersey, one in Pennsylvania. 
Uh, we're going to be spread out pretty, pretty well, and I'm really excited about it. So I think it's going to be a great time. I want to remind you again, if you don't know it about this challenge, it's basically going to be the push-up challenge. So if you didn't listen to episode 110, a proven path to personal excellence for 2022 or personal growth um, with Father Meyer, we got the push-up challenge, but it's also going to be added to that will be weekly challenges of random things developed to design or to grow in mental toughness, spiritually, um, reading, all kinds of different things, right? Learning stuff. So so yeah, so super dope. Really excited about that and excited to, to get started with, with that group. If you want to join, it's not too late. I'll also advertise it probably into the first two weeks or so of the new year, but want to encourage you to check that out. So thank you everybody who's listened so far. And I hope you had a great year. As I said, if you have uh, not, well, then let's make next year the best year of your life. I'm getting married next year, which is pretty exciting. Um, and we're about 80 days away today as I record this. Um, and so that's going to be really hype. But yeah, just a lot of great things coming in on the horizon in the new year. And so I want to make sure everybody's ready. So what I like to do at this time of the year, and I've only done this, I mean, a handful of times, maybe three or four years, is obviously if you set goals for last year, go back and review those, right? And the mindset you have to have, I think, when you go back and review your goals from last year is not to go back and just try to tear yourself up and be hard on yourself and be super negative and get depressed if you sucked. Um, but you should be training yourself on how to handle the failure of not reaching your goals each week. If you set out at least tasks or things to get done each week, you know, we do that. We, we attempt to do that, do a board meeting, Emily and I every week. Um, and when we do that, it's really powerful. I'm going to do a podcast episode on that here soon as well. Um, but when you do that, you can look back and say, okay, did I get my stuff done? Did I hit my goals? Did I do all the things I wanted to do? And you're obviously probably never going to hit all of them, right? Like you're scheduling it out to have like your perfect week and your perfect week within reason, obviously, and what's actual, actually possible. But the thing you, you never really like fully counter, account for is the fact that you're human. Uh, things come up, right? So like actual emergencies or just opportunities like uh, last night, you know, Emily was going to go home super early at like five or six o'clock. And I was going to record a podcast last night, wake up early, go to mass. And one of her best friends and her husband were in town. And so we ended up spending time with them until like 1130. And then Emily finally went home. And so I didn't go to mass this morning and I didn't podcast last night, but we don't get that much time to spend with them. You know, it's the holidays and things like that as well. So push mass back a day. But if I don't get it to the end of the week, you know, whatever, if I don't hit the goal for how many I want to do, you have to take into account some of these things that kind of come up, right? There are good opportunities and things that it's like, okay, you know, I don't need to say no to them before they go back to Dallas tomorrow uh, so that I can record a podcast. Like I can, we're going to survive. So I think you have to account for some of those things as well, but, but doing it more often makes it easier than doing it once a year and being like, wow, I really shit the bed on this one um, and missed everything that I hope to do. And so go back and review your goals from last year and see what you did and what you didn't do. For my weekly goals, if I miss if I miss one, like I just it's immediately going on the next week, right? I just I just push it back and uh, count it for the next week, and not not necessarily for goals, but definitely for tasks, right? So I have a, a separate list of goals and tasks for the week. So we we break down our goals by category, and I'll talk about that um, in the podcast with Emily. But um, if my tasks for the week are not done, that I definitely push those for next year. So sometimes I'll do that with the goals uh, yearly things, right? And sometimes I won't. Now, I'm going to walk through some of mine from last year, which I think I did the beginning of this year, um, but we'll just go through and I'll talk about some of the ones I hit, some of the ones I didn't. Now that I think about it, I actually might have shared some of mine in the strong fourth quarter episode 
where I talked about revisiting some of your goals and, and such, and, uh, and seeing at that point, like where you're kind of at. And these, I think are actually good. Your yearly goals are good to check monthly. So when we get into our real rhythm, when Emily and I are crushing it, we do the weekly check-ins and then we also go a little bit deeper each month. And that's where you can plan out your months, that kind of your goals and things for the month, but really want to visit your yearly goals at that time to see like, what can I do this month? Right. Cause a lot of the things with the yearly goals is you, they're, they're kind of, they're, they're bigger, right? So they take longer to do a lot of the things are not like, you know, things that you can just knock out this week or else they should just be weekly goals. They're not big enough. Right. And so you have to have this kind of piece by piece approach to it and then see what you can do. Right. So for one of mine, so I'm looking at my mental ones, right? So obviously I recommend breaking your goals for 2021 down to the pillars. Now for you 119 people out there who have listened to us more than any other podcasts, for my seekers of excellence, for the people who are following along this journey, who are part of this freaking movement, right? This ministry, you're out here, you're with us. I hope that at this point you can name all seven pillars. And if not, we need to work on that. All right. I need you to work on that. I'm going to do it for you now. See if you can do it with me. Mental, emotional, physical, financial, professional, social, and spiritual. I think I almost forgot one there. So I guess if you miss one, I'll allow it since I almost did myself. And I I made them up. So, uh, But I think you should break down your goals into those. Obviously, some of them are difficult, but I'm going to break down how you can and, and set some ideas and things like that. And how you can do what I call uh, the examination of excellence. So this is a document I really want to create. I want to create it soon. Um, is an examination of excellence. I think is a great thing to do month to month, uh, but is a good way to kick off your year and kind of see where you can kind of shape your goals, right? Um, just the same way that an exam- examination of conscience sees where you're sending and where you're kind of failing or lacking and uh, can help you to kind of come out of confess- the confessional with a plan of how can I avoid some of these things and really try to be better in the future. So one of my mental goals was to see a counselor slash therapist. And so I did that. I started when I moved to Denver in August and I went to counseling for a few months and it was good. I felt like I kind of got to a place where I was like, okay, you know, I don't really feel like I have a ton to work through. Um, and now recently, like from the holidays, and things like that, I do think I have some things to work through. So I might go back and see her a few more times, but that was one of my big goals. I thought I should do that. Try to go to therapy before getting married. And it wasn't really like, I felt like I had this, deep desire or need for, for therapy or like I was a, you know, a mental health wreck or anything like that. Um, and if you are, you definitely should go if you feel that way. But I just want to encourage everybody, like I, every, every therapist I've ever interviewed always says that every adult should do that. Um, some say at least like once a year, like you do a checkup from the doctor or a, you know, you take your car in every now and then um, that you should just, you know, kind of get that check-in. Uh, the same way we could go to confession once a year, at least. Uh, obviously, you should go to confession once a month if you're a seeker of excellence. But, uh, you know, the church tells us at least once a year because you kind of get that spiritual check-in to kind of see where we're really at. Um, another thing I wanted to do was do something hard. <laughs> and uh, learning to walk again was a B-I-T-C-H. It was a bitch. So um, I'm counting that. I counted that uh, when I when I took took the L on the torn Achilles. I said, you know what? I did my, my hard thing for the year. The Lord hooked it up um, and I don't have to trip on it anymore. I don't have to worry about it. He already took care of that for me. So very grateful to God for that. 
Um, I wanted to do book club with Emily. We didn't crush it 100%, but like we did do book club, I think like eight out of 12 months, which is pretty cool. Um, and we read eight books together. One of my goals was to read 40 books myself, which I've never actually hit in a year. I keep setting it as a goal. I've never actually hit 40 books. Uh, I think my closest I ever got one year was 36. And this year I came in, uh, we got a few days left, but I don't think I'm going to finish any, but came in at 26. And so not great, not terrible. You know what I mean? We're somewhere kind of in between there. I did some good reading. I'm kind of surprised. I feel like I read more books than this. Oh, I actually have. So I have a few more to add to this. Um, but still in like the 26 to 28 range. Only a couple more now that I'm looking at my list. So I like to keep a track of the list. Uh, another one of those write 60,000 words. So I don't know how close I came to this. I need to check. But um, I did write a good bit this year, but I don't know if I hit 60,000. Um, other things like establish consistency with calling my family. Uh, I wanted to propose to Emily, set that as a goal at New Year, which is pretty cool. Did it, crushed it. Um, wanted to go on a vacation with my family. So my physical goals are pretty much all shot uh, since I <laughs> tore my Achilles two weeks into the year. Um, did not really crush any of those. But then the other thing is you can start to add goals as you go along, right? So like one of mine, I got to my peak weight in July of 255, which is huge for me, right? Graduated high school at 185. In my like peak army days, I was like 205. In deployment, I got up on deployment, I got up to 225. And then like with the injury and stuff, I got to like 255, which was massive for me. Um, and not a good massive, like not like the Hulk, more like Rakishi or... Uh, Who's another uh, just fat dude? I don't know. You can think of it. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I was just like, I was like a chunky dude, you know? Oh, what's that movie? Uh, Professor Clumps. Yeah, I was like Professor Clumps. Um, not like uh, Brock Lesnar, you know, or The Rock, which is what I was, I'm looking for. You know what I mean? Like 225, I was yoked. 255, I like almost needed a walker, right? You know what I mean? Just kidding. I wasn't that big, but I was definitely, you know, the, the waistline on many of my pants was unacceptably uncomfortable. And so I was like, okay, I need to lose weight. And so that happened, you know, I kind of hit that peak in like July, like I said, June, July. And so I'm like, okay, I need to lose weight. And so I got down like 25 pounds. So that's a new goal that I set. Right. And I think I set to get down like 40 pounds, which is, you know, I was slightly aggressive because I wanted to do it in like, you know, three or four months, which is pretty crazy, but, um, I'm still on the, I'm still on the journey of that goal, but now that's going to be a new one for this new year. And now I can kind of reshape them based on like where I'm at now. And so that can be a good thing to do as you're setting your goals for next year is to kind of do like an assessment of where, where am I at? Right. Because one of the things that I want to talk about is as I, I hit on this all the time. Uh, and I know I did this on the new year's one last year, but setting smart goals. Right. And so I just recorded a podcast. I think it was with Corey Singleton. It's not going to come out for a bit. Um, but we talked about setting SMART goals and that too. And SMART, if you don't know, I think everybody knows this at this point. I learned it in the Army in like 20, when I was like 19. It was like nine years ago. I thought it was like revolutionary. Uh, it was one of my military science classes. And I thought this was like the craziest thing. I was like, this is so intelligent. And then I realized like everybody knew it. But nobody does it. So I guess not everybody knows it anyways. But I still, yeah, I still see people that I've talked about this with countless, a dozen times. I'll ask them, like, what do you want to do in the next year? And it's like, work out more. And it's like, are you just saying that because we're just kind of like having like a casual conversation? Is that your actual goal? Because if it's the latter, I might slap you. I might actually put my hands on you. 
because it's that's really dumb. It's a really dumb goal. You want to have smart goals. See, there's dumb goals and there's smart goals. Dumb is not an acronym. It just it's just an adjective. It just means that your goals are dumb, like they're stupid. Smart goals is an acronym, though. So we're going to break down the acronym real quick. Specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound. Obviously, if they're your yearly goals, then you know that they're time-bound. Um, but specific is something that's really big, right? So like my physical goals for this past year were like I wanted to do Whole30. I wanted to, which is a 30-day really strict diet, uh, elimination diet. I wanted to lose 25 pounds, which I guess I did do that one now that I look at it. And that was before I was 255. Um, I didn't even realize that. It was pretty funny. Uh, I wanted to run a mile in a certain amount of time. I wanted to bench uh, 225, 10 times. I'd be able to do a set of 10 on 225. And so like things like that, like that's specific. Like, did I achieve this or not? And obviously, like depending on where I'm at bench-wise at the beginning of the year, that's that could be a year-long goal, right? Some of these things. And so I like to set physical goals like that. Like how fast do I want to be able to run a mile or row if you like rowing or to be able to dunk a basketball or to be able to squat a certain amount of weight or to be able to do a like benchmark CrossFit or Orange Theory or, or some type of workout in a certain period of time, right? Like think about those types of things. Like that can be your specific goal. And, and I don't think you should just do one. I mean, I like to do a, a few, um, but creating goals like that is really good. It's really great. You want to be able to fit into a certain size dress or uh, pants or whatever it might be, right? Like Think about those things and try to work on it. You want to join a fitness class. You want to stretch more often, be flexible, be able to touch your toes. You know, like think about what is it physically that you want to be able to do um, by the end of the year. And the first thing you have to do to really craft the goal is to take stock of where you are today. So, for example, that's the beauty of like benchmark workouts, right? Like the PT test for the army. Um, but like the benchmark uh, uh, CrossFit workouts and things like that or just simple things like rowing 2000 meters or running a mile. See like, how long does it take you right now? And how much can you shave off in a year? And you can set the goals and you can be a little, you know, audacious with them because it's a year, but also don't kill yourself. Like for me, like one of my next year is going to be, I want to run a 10 K, which is going to be a lot because this year I couldn't run for the majority of the year. And so that's one of my goals for like the late spring summertime. And so think about that kind of stuff. And, um, and be specific with them. Make sure that it's measurable so that you can check in each month and be like, am I making progress towards it? And then you can see at the end of the year, did I or did I not hit this? Now, I will admit that there's times to set goals. I think it's some of the pillars when you're doing pillars based that are difficult to do in a measurable way. So for example, one of my emotional ones, so you know, under the emotional pillar counts things like relationships as well, right? So that's where I kind of put my relationship goals. So that's why proposing to Emily was on there. But another one that I had was like establish consistency with calling my family. And there were times where I did that well and times where I didn't. But the beauty of that is putting something like that on your yearly goals can be really helpful because then if you do the right thing and you check in monthly with those, then you can, you're going to remember, right? And maybe you'll put it in your calendar that month you know, Saturday mornings, every other Saturday morning, I'm going to call my family. Every Saturday morning, I'm going to walk my dog and call somebody from my family, right? Like call a sibling or a parent, something like that, right? A lot of my spiritual ones end up being like that, like mass three times a week. Like you can't really control that or say like, if I hit that or not, but you kind of know, looking back, like, did I hit that? I know for me that I did not hit that very often this year. 
um, just reading that. Reading scripture daily, definitely didn't hit it daily, but I read scripture a lot more in 2021 than I did in 2020, which is great. Another one of my spiritual ones, lead a small group. I wanted to lead a small group of some sort this year, and I did that. I, I joined um, volunteering in August with Emily from August to December. We're going through February, uh, leading a small group of high schoolers. And then do a weekly holy hour with Emily. I would not say that we crushed that, but we probably hit, I would say, 25 to 30% of the weeks. Um, maybe that's a little bit of an exaggeration but probably close to that. And I think that that's a lot better than zero. So that's why these things are important to put on. And if you, you don't crush it, then you can look and say, okay, was that a worthwhile goal? Like, as in when I did do it, when Emily and I did do the holy hours, was our week better? Was it a worthwhile thing to do? Obviously our faith tells us yes, but I also can just know, like, practically speaking, like we enjoyed that. Like we wish we prioritized it more. And so that's something we want to continue doing and something we strive for. And that's, we do it a lot better when we do our weekly meetings because then we pick which morning we're going to go to adoration together um and things like that so those are some of the spiritual ones right so uh, i'm trying to think of how i want to do this this is why i should have taken notes but i really didn't want to and i really didn't feel like podcasting too much so i just wanted to send it and see what i came up with um so that's some of that stuff so remember the realistic part and time bound as well um in the in the smart goal so realistic just means Attainable and realistic, I think, are very um, comparable or similar. And you want to make it a stretch goal, right? Because it's a year. So you don't want to make it super, super easy. Um, but if you do hit them pretty early on, you can always add more and change it. Um, but making it realistic means that I'm not going to say that I'm going to like run a marathon next year, right? After not being able to run this year. And maybe I could if I want to stretch and do all the things that it took to, you know, and run that much, but I don't. And so I'm not going to make it that and then just feel like, absolute trash at the end of the year. So that's really important. Now I look at, uh, I want to do 120 podcast episodes, obviously did not hit that. Um, I want to hit 50,000 listens. We hit 40,000 um, and a few other things like seeking excellence wise, I, I didn't necessarily crush, uh, but financially did, did really well of paying off my car that I bought last year. Um, investing in different things. I wanted to erase all my debt, which is really just my car. I wanted to tithe every month, which I did, um, and reach a certain net worth goal, which I also hit that. And so that kind of stuff is really important too. And so now let's just talk, let's just talk through some of these things um, as far as goals. Now, these are some of the ones that I think should be absolutely mandatory if you're going to be a seeker of excellence, right? So I've talked about some of these things before. Uh, but I think it's important to, to reiterate some of these things. So in the mental pillar, right? So this is the way I do mine. I write them down in a notebook. I really like writing things. I, th I see just as much value if you like to type it up. We type up our weekly notes, but like for yearly and sometimes just like brainstorming. I like to put my phone and screens away um, and just like write out on a piece of paper. I think it's really helpful. So mine's like this, my ugly handwriting in my notebook. Um, and I just have it written mental, underlined with a line down the middle uh, that says, you know, mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, financial on the right side um, with just, you know, enough space to kind of add my goals. And I just do them typically go by pillar. So let's look at mental. So one thing I think for mental, I think it would be good to do like a mental goal of seeking a therapist once a year. Uh, if you've never been to counseling as an adult, I highly recommend you to consider this as one of your goals for the year. 
the mandatory one, I think, in the mental pillar for mental excellence is you have to set a, a book goal for the year. If you don't set a book goal for the year, and, and, and if you're a seeker of excellence, like you're somebody who, if you're actually serious about this stuff, guys, at least 12, like at least you're finishing a book a month. Like if we're talking on average 200 to 300 page books, like that is not a ton of reading, right? I'm trying to think, what even is that a day? Um, I'm usually pretty decent at math, it's like 6.8 pages. Yeah, 6.6 6 pages a, a day if you read a 200 page book a month. Like that's not that much, right? And if you think it is, then you're wrong. Um, and also get some Audible in there too. I really like Audible. I listen to a lot of podcasts, but I do love listening to audiobooks. Um, I don't, yeah, I kind of go back and forth between them, but um, I really do enjoy them. And I do count those when I finish them as well. Uh, the other thing I would encourage you to consider mentally is like certain like phone restrictions for yourself. So I think this leads into both your mental health, leads into your rest and sleep and things like that. But one of mine for the year was to break my phone addiction, which is crazy as hell that I said that at the end of December, because when I tore my Achilles, then I was really addicted to my phone. So I was just on my screen all the time. Uh, my screen time got ridiculous, but I really do feel like I've broken it now comes the end of the year. Um, I don't feel like I'm on social media as much, at least scrolling. I do love my reels. I love sending Emily funny reels. And then we watch them together at the end of the day. Um, but I do think that if you have some type of phone addiction, you should try to break it. One of my big ones for this upcoming year is like, I've said this for the last six months and I don't know if I've crushed it once. Um, but after 9 PM, no screen time and sleeping with my phone in a different room every night of the year. Uh, that is one of my goals. And then emotionally, um, think of some things you want to do. So I don't think there's really any mandatory ones with this one, but like, just take some time today. Like when, when, when I ask you this question, who comes to mind? What relationship needs the most attention from you in 2022? So think about that. For your life, what relationship needs the most attention and effort from you in 2022? One of the tough things about relationships is it's easy to, uh, you know, always look and say, well, the other person doesn't, they never call me. They never do anything, whatever. And look at all the stuff that you do in the relationship to maintain it and all the things that they don't. And that obviously gets very dangerous, especially when you're talking about grandparents and parents and things like that. When you have friends, it can be a little bit different because it's not like, I mean, it's very unlikely if you're in your twenties and you're talking about friends that like they're going to die sooner that you really need them in your life that you're going to regret, you know, not talking to them for the next five years. But when you have older family members, I think I've never lost really. I mean, I've lost some family members and stuff, of course, but um, none of the ones that are like super, super close to me, but I've had some close, uh, some real health issues in some people that are really close to me over this last year. Um, several cancer diagnoses, strokes, things like that. Um, and so I think when you think about that in the long run, right, if you were to lose somebody like, it's not worth at the end being like, well, they never called me, right? Like that only take you so far. And sometimes it'll help. And sometimes you do need to cut off even parents or grandparents or people who are toxic in your life. But most of the time you don't. And so I would encourage you to consider that this year and really just strive in your relationships in 2022 to not view it as you doing your 50% and they're do them doing their 50%, but you just focusing on your 100% that you can control in the relationship and setting some goals around that. So like, I wanted to go on a trip with one of my friends and I never even told him about that and never, never sought to actually make that happen. And so some of those things, I really want to, want to change going into next year. 
um, and just be more consistent with calling my family and things like that and, and uh, working through some of those things. Uh, physical goals. These are the easiest, I think, and most practical and obvious ones, right? So like I already kind of mentioned this, like how much you want to be able to lift, uh, bench press or squat or deadlift, how fast you want to be able to run, how fast you want to be able to row a certain amount, um, or even like I want to join a basketball league, right? Like, so I'm starting a basketball league in January. Um, I want to do that. Uh, you know, I want to hit a certain weight. Like think about some of these things and set those goals. These are the ones that everybody does. So don't think you're special. If you just do the physical ones, you're actually not, you're like the opposite of special. You're rather, rather ordinary as some would say spiritual goals. Think of some of these dude, like how often, how often do you think you legitimately should go to confession? And not like you're being a scrub and you're thinking about this, but I'm telling you that once a month should be like the minimum. Um, if you're trying to actually be a decent active Catholic in today's world. And I don't, I don't really know that I know anybody who is a decent active Catholic that would disagree with that or argue that you should be shorter. I think everybody who disagrees with that, that I've ever met or encountered or that would disagree with that, that can imagine disagreeing with that, disagrees with the church on like church teaching, right? And like lives against the church in some capacity um, and therefore doesn't like going to confession that often. And so I think anybody who's actually striving for holiness and striving to live according to church teaching uh, goes to confession that often. I think you should too. Um, daily mass, dude, get some daily mass in your life. It's a game changer. Uh, I, I've really struggled going since getting the dog um, and that's my own fault. And I think that the screen time and things like that are going to be really important in helping me to get there because those are the things sometimes that we don't think about enough is the, the ongoing effects and the things that lead up to us being able to, or not being able to accomplish our goals sometimes are not just the goals in themselves, right? So like me not accomplishing my physical goals wasn't because of, uh, you know, me not getting to the gym as much. It was because I didn't stretch enough to avoid tearing my Achilles. Spiritually, when I don't go to daily mass, it's because I didn't go to bed enough, early enough, stop watching TV typically early enough, or being on my phone early enough to be able to actually go to sleep, to get up in time, to take the dog out before going to mass. So those kinds of things, think about that. Um, reading scripture. There's so many great things like Father Mike Schmidt's Bible in a year. They're about to restart that. Uh, you can read the Bible in a year with certain Bibles. Um, just committing to using something like Hallow every day. We obviously have our Hallow uh, code. If you are looking for a Hallow extended free trial, uh, hit me up. We've got that code for you. You know, your boy works for them. So always looking to help. Um, volunteering, getting involved in your parish, things like that. Like what kind of things can you do? I, I signed up to be a lector this year. It wasn't one of my goals uh, at the beginning of the year because I didn't think about it because I was living in Kansas at a college, but I wanted the lector. As soon as I got to Denver, I was like, now I need to get involved in my parish some way. That's always one of my goals when I move to a new place is you need to get involved in your parish, right? You need to get involved and help out in some way. So yeah, so those kinds of things. Well, how can you learn about your faith? Like listening to Father Mike's uh, homilies every week or Bishop Barron or people like that or Catholic Answers or all these different things, right? Listen to Father Myers' homilies every week. Financial. Dude, if you're not tithing, you need to tithe. I don't know how else to say that or how much more to stress it. I think I did enough on that on the Financial Excellence uh, podcast, which we have another one coming out soon, by the way. Um, what's your net worth now? If you don't know, you're a scrub. Um, so that's that. But secondly... Uh, if you don't know, you should figure it out. So you should not be a scrub tomorrow um, or today. You could even end it today. You could end your scrubness. Your career as a scrub today with 
just a few easy steps. So you should, you ought to. Um, budget monthly, pay off your debt, uh, invest in different things. If you don't have a 401k or IRA, things like that, come on, dog, you got to get involved. Get in the game, do the basics. You want to read uh, Total Money Makeover or financial books. You want to read or go through the whole Financial Peace University with, with Dave Ramsey. Like, what are the things you want to do? Uh, socially, what I did for social, because I think it's kind of a tricky one, is what do I want to learn more about? So social issues, volunteering could fall into the social category as well. It's kind of both social and spiritual. Um, but I wanted to learn more about like the pro-life movement, like racism in America, economics, uh, foreign policy, American history. I did a decent job with some of these things and some of the stuff I read and listened to throughout the year. Um, but I would give myself maybe like a C plus. I wouldn't say I crushed it. And then professional, set some professional goals. And so I'm going to have a lot more professional goals now with Hallow than I was able to as a resident director. It's not really too much you can aim for there. I, mean, I, I don't know. I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to say too much about that. I guess that sounds kind of negative, but uh, I didn't know enough, I guess you could say, to set great goals for that. Um, and it wasn't something I saw myself doing long-term too, which made it kind of tough. So I, all my professional goals were seeking excellence focused. So this year I'll kind of be split between seeking excellence and Hallow which will be great. Then, and I have some big ones for that. Then I just had like some others. So like I wanted to buy golf clubs, which I super didn't do, but would have been pretty fun. I wanted to go to a concert. I wanted to go to a baseball game. I want to go snowboarding. Um, you know, like all these different things I want to do. I, I blew a lot of these now that I look at it. Um, I maybe hit like a third of the random ones. But these are awesome, dude. Like, just make, like, random stuff. Like, what else do you hope to get done this year? And the reason why, like, golf clubs and random stuff like that can be on it because you're budgeting and you're trying to save up for these things. So they are longer-term goals, right? Um, going on a road trip. I wanted to go on a road trip. I wanted to take Emily to, to Pennsylvania. Um, I wanted to go jet skiing, which I didn't do. I don't know why that's on here. It's kind of funny. I wanted to visit Alessandro in Chicago, which I ended up doing like five times. <laughs> Little did I know. Uh, but some of these things are cool. You know, I wanted to go to the March for Life, which I didn't do because I tore my Achilles. But um, yeah, dude, think about some of these like bigger things. Like you want to go to a concert next year. Next year, I'm going to see Jordan Spe Peterson speak the week of our wedding. He's coming to Denver. So that's super exciting. Like little stuff like that. Like what, what else do you want to do? What do you want to do with your life, man? Think about it. Like think of some of the fun stuff too. It's not all about, you know, being a hard ass all the time and, and just being like super disciplined, like have fun too. like make these goals, like do some dreaming. You know, what are the things that get you inspired? All of these goals to me are exciting. So obviously some of them are going to have to be pushed to next year, but like all of them are very, very exciting. And they, uh, yeah, just move me and, and get me excited for, to, to get to work, to get after them. The, the idea of doing all of them makes me very happy and excited. And so I want you to just be thinking about that. Like, what are, what are the things for you uh, that get you hype? What are the things you wish you'd done this year or last year that you haven't gotten around to doing? So think about those things. Pray about them. Like, this is a great thing to do after mass or in adoration or during your prayer time. But, like, spend a couple of days. Like, we only have a couple of days left. But don't if you don't have it done by January 5th, like, it's not the end of the, day, end of the world right? Like you don't have to have these by New Year's when the ball drops, like, shit, I didn't get my yearly goals on. I guess I'll wait till next year. That is ridiculous. It's very, very 
not intelligent. Um, so think about that. What are the things you want to do? What are the things you want to get done? And how can you get them done? We're here to help if we can. As I said before, if you want to join the challenge, hit your boy up, Nathan at thosewhoseek.org. You can email me there, message me on Instagram. I'm really looking forward to it. Just want to encourage everybody again, if you've never gone to sign up for our newsletter, we send out resources every week, videos and topics and recommended books um, and just some inspiration and stuff like that for you to get after it that week. And so if you have any questions about that, um, hit me up as well, but you can sign up at thosewhoseek.org. Um, and yeah, just continue to fight hard, write out your goals, send me a message or post a picture, like tag me on Instagram with you writing out your goals of this year. And then if you have any questions about them or anything like that, like happy to discuss this with you guys and, and talk about them and share some of the ideas. So I'm probably going to post on my story tomorrow about like, what are your goals for the year? And we'll share some ideas with each other via IG. If you don't, uh, follow me there at ncrank23, uh, be sure and I'll, I'll tag you. Um, in those as well. So continue to fight hard. Uh, Say a prayer for us today. God bless.